0: All right. What's up, Victory? <laughs> wow, what a, uh, a special day. What a unique day that we have uh, to be able to share together today. I know some of you may even be asking right now, like, hey, th- this is different. This is, like, what's the big fuss? Why would we go to such links to gather did you not look at the radar today yes and by the way I just I just finished sweating about you know trusting God you know sometimes it's hard to trust God when you look at the radar but I'm glad come on can we worship the Lord for a second that we get this right here I'm out how amazing is this But come on, it's it's so easy to look around at everything that's happening in the world and say, hey, what's the big fuss? Why would we do something like this? Why with the weather? Why with the politics? Why with the COVID? Why with all the, the stressors and the division and everything happening in the world, why would we still gather together in a forum like this? And I felt like I needed to say it like this today. We are not gathered together in spite of all of those things. We are gathered together because of all of those things. And I felt like the Lord wanted to say it like this, that we, I'm tired of waiting for everything to be perfect for us to move forward, all right? Hey, listen, if we were waiting for everything to be perfect before we move forward, Jesus would still be in the tomb. Come on, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego would still be in the furnace. Daniel would still be in the lion's den, but our God is the God who moves in the midst of the chaos to produce miracles. And so I'm, we're here today. I believe that this is almost a little mini miracle for victory. And so what I want to do, I want to I answer that question in your heart today of why we are gathered here. And so I want to give you three reasons why we're gathered here. Here's the first one. We are gathered here today because we are one victory family. Everybody say family. We are one victory family. That's why we're gathered here today. Um, listen, we, many of us, we have been in our home since March. Um, even at our really special transition service in August, we weren't all able to gather together as one family. And here's what happens if we're not careful. This is what I want to say. If we're not careful, um, really quickly, we move individualistic, we move internal, we move to me and Jesus, we move to I am victory. But I think here's what we need to say. You are not victory. I am not victory. We are victory. All right? And I'm not, I'm not speaking to you today if you're in that high health risk category. I am speaking to you if you have no problem going to Costco, but you have a problem going to church. Come on, somebody. <laughs> and so this is, this is what we're embracing today is Hebrews 10.25. Here's the first thing we're embracing. Hebrews 10.25. And let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of Jesus's return is drawing near. In this last season, have you not looked at everything happening and you're like, Jesus is coming back any second. Right. There's so many things happening. And in so in light of that, every single day is obviously one day closer to his return. We're not shrinking back in this season. We are actually embracing the gathering. We believe that that there's maybe never been a time more important in our lives for the corporate gathering than there is right now. And so here's the deal today. As you look around today before you leave, this may be kind of like a little mini family reunion for some of you right? Because we've kind of been scattered in our homes and scattered across our campuses and our our numerous services. So I want to encourage you before you leave today on your way out, give some air high fives, lower the mask just for a second across the distance and wave, get to know somebody you didn't know, introduce yourself to to their kids, ask them how long they've been a part of the Victory family here. This is kind of like our little mini family reunion where we're all gathered together. And so I want to do this just just as we kind of take our steps forward. Um, Let's welcome all of our Midtown family Today, all right. What's up, Midtown? Thank you for driving up from the city. Hey, let's welcome all of our Hamilton Mill family in the house. Thank you for driving down from the burbs. Let's welcome all of our Norcross family here today. Let's welcome our Vida family. Hola, And let's welcome our online family today. What's up, everybody? Hey, we got people from Spain, Nigeria, and Australia and beyond joining us today, so welcome everyone. We are here today to say this, okay, is that we are one victory family. We may be scattered across the city, some of you still in your homes, but we are one Victory family. That's what we're um, embracing. That's what we're endorsing today is that we are one family here today. And I know we've been through a lot this year, okay? And the year is not over. (laughs) There's still a number of things that are still going to play out over the rest of this year. But I'm here today to say this is that the state of the Victory Union, the state of the Union for Victory Church, is good and it's strong. And so what I want to do, there's a handful of things that I want to celebrate for a a few minutes here as we just kind of talk about the state of the union here at Victory. We're starting a new series talking about just really, not. this isn't political, it's just talking about the state of unity, uh, the, the different areas of unity in our life. And so I want to, there's a few things that we need to celebrate about the state of the union here at Victory. The first thing is this, if you can believe it, we're already over two months into the transition where Pastor Dennis and Colleen literally passed the torch off to Summer and I. And uh, I had the opportunity to sit down with Pastor Dennis this last week for lunch and just kind of catch up a little bit. And they're doing awesome. They're uh, getting rested, getting recharged, looking forward to reconnecting into the life of the church in the months to come. And so God, God is continuing to move the church forward. Another thing I want to celebrate is the teams here uh, behind the scenes for creating a safe environment for us to actually be able to open our doors back up on the weekends. So we, can we celebrate those teams like listen I know because um, I've talked to some of you. Some of you are actually from churches that said, hey, we're just not going to gather until next year. And so what we wanted to do, we, we believe in Hebrews 10, 25, that we're not going to forsake the assembly. And so we said, hey, there's going to be a way with, with wisdom, with caution, under God's guidance, with faith, that we're going to find a way to be able to open up our gatherings. And so we were able to do that. And so across our campuses, between the different services and online, we have over 20,000 people who are part of the Victory family every single week. Weekend, and so we can celebrate that. All right, also, I want to I celebrate your continued faithfulness to, to give because of that, because of your faithful giving to God through the local church. Uh, we've been able to continue and actually increase our local and global missions giving. Uh, we were also able to secure a building for Victory Midtown. What's up, Pastor Mo and Kendra? <laughs> All right, so I need to clarify this because I've seen you guys on social media. You're like, I'm going down there next weekend. Well, there's nobody there. Um, because now we have to start the, the build-out process, and that's about a $4 million process. And so we invite you to participate with us, and we're endeavoring to be in there at the end of the first quarter next year, but we're so excited about that. But because of your faithful giving, we've been able to do so many local projects. In fact, since COVID began, we've, we, not just me, not the, the church, we have given over a million dollars in missions, locally and globally. Um, we're literally, even right now, we're, we're partnering with some of our global uh, missions organizations to feed thousands of families who have been hit through COVID. Uh, we here, even locally, have given out over 5,000 meals to frontline responders. When, the, the, when school started getting back in, we did that financial drive, and so we gave over 115,000 school supplies out here to local schools in our areas. Um, just a few weeks ago, we collected 6,263 pairs of shoes. That was amazing. I'm so proud of you guys. And they were not like penny loafers. Come on. I mean, some of them were. I mean, some of you, but some of you guys gave extravagantly to that. And so I am so thankful for that. Uh, we've also partnered with a lot of just local, local ministries here. We partner with a ministry called uh, Mending the Gap uh, to give them a van because they actually are driving out to shut in senior citizens to deliver food and medical supplies. Now they're able to do that in an increased way. We partner with Good Samaritan uh, Health Clinic here in the county uh, to fund a, mo- a free mobile COVID testing unit that's going down to the most high-risk areas of our city through the end of the year. And so, so much of that, all of that is because of your faithful giving. So I wanna celebrate that. The other thing I wanna celebrate, the last thing I wanna celebrate is um, the, the, the team here, really the staff here, Uh, Our executive pastors, our executive directors, our our campus lead pastors have been working so diligently during this season, but we've also formed a new team, what we call our senior team, full of our our senior executive pastors and directors. And so what I want to do as part of our State of the Union, I want to introduce you to them really quick. So Summer, why don't you come on up? Let's give it up for this team right here. (laughs) All right, so first we have, Hamilton Mill knows this guy, so we have Randy Cochran, who is the senior executive pastor over our campuses. So all of our campuses, he's over the campus pastors, making sure everything goes into alignment with where God is leading victory. Uh, next, we have Don Marie here. Dr. Don Marie here. Many of you know Don. Uh, she's probably our, maybe our newest pastor, one of our newest pastors here. She is the senior executive pastor over engagement. So she's over the employee experience. She's over pastoral care. She's over a lot of the creative, the design, just a, all that world, all that world, and the guest experience teams that are, that are going on here. Um, then next we have Todd McIntyre. And Todd is the senior executive pastor over Central Ministries. And so uh, what that is is basically our our children's ministry, our youth and young adult ministry, our small groups that go out into all the campuses. He's over those ministries. Uh, And then before I introduce this guy, We have Daryl Mims, who's not here, Uh, but Daryl is our Senior Executive Director over what we call uh, um, Central Services, which is basically our financial arm of the church. Daryl is our CFO. Uh, He's the one enabling, man, he's the one managing the resources behind the scenes to make sure we're able to do everything that God has called us to do. And then I wanna introduce this guy down here on the end. This is Avery Nesbitt. He is the Senior Executive Director of Central Support. And so that means Avery's over the things that many times you don't see, but you don't know that you appreciate them, like IT and production and some, yeah, social distancing and facilities and those sorts of things. Avery's heading all those things up. And so what we want to do is we want to pray over this team. And so if you would just kind of stretch your hands out and Summer, why don't you lead us? Yeah, if you would just stretch your hands out, we're just going to pray. Father, I thank you so much for this team. I thank you for Pastor Randy, for Pastor Don, for Pastor Todd, and for Pastor Avery, for bringing them to victory, Lord, to take us to where you want to go, Victory Church. Lord, I pray that you would continue to impart a special anointing upon each and every one of them, that, Lord, you would use their gifts to glorify the kingdom of God, and we welcome them in with open arms, Lord, together, unified as a team, to see your kingdom come and your will being done on earth as it is in heaven here at Victory to take the name of Jesus and make it famous across the globe. In Jesus' name, we bless them, we speak favor upon them. Amen and amen. Amen. Hey, one more time, let's give it up for this team. All right, hey, so we are gathered together today because we are one Victory family. We are also gathered, I'm gonna give you the second reason, we are also gathered here today because the church of Jesus Christ feels divided. There's so much division. Here's the deal. When we think about the world, it's never surprising to me what the world does, because sin is going to do what sin does. But the problem is when that same division and that same divisive rhetoric creeps inside the church of the living God. And then when that happens, we have to address it. And we know the place that is happening most right now is social media. And we know the trick with social media is everybody's got an opinion, and everybody thinks that their opinion is fact. All right, so I actually saw this play out on Facebook this last week, and I'm gonna read you this. So this is probably maybe somebody here. So forgive me, please don't stand up, but hey, you're the one who put it on Facebook um, for the world to see. And so I saw, I saw this play out this last week, okay? So somebody here from the church, they just posted very simply, hashtag Team Trump, Team Trump. The first response, first, no, no discussion, no questions. The first comment was, girl, you're racist and getting deleted. Bye. And I was like, I recognize that. That's from 1 Corinthians 13, right? I'm going to read you that scripture. 1 Corinthians 13, 4. Can we put this up here? This is from the New Opinions version. Um, It says, love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It's not proud. It cancels people who disagree with you. And that's the cancel culture that we find ourselves in, right? If somebody disagrees with you, you don't talk about it. You don't have any discussion. You erase them. They are gone from the face of the earth. It's like they never even existed to begin with. And I've seen—listen, I've seen way too many posts recently, even from people inside this church. So just hear this from from my heart, ears. I've heard. I've seen way too many people posting lately. It is impossible to be a Christian and vote for fill in the blank. And I see that. And listen, it begs the question. When did we become the people who decide when the blood of Jesus applies for someone and when it doesn't? Yeah, I, listen, I know the blood of Jesus separates your sins from you as far as the east is from the west, unless you're voting for Joe Biden unless you're voting for Donald Trump, unless you're a Democrat, unless you're a Republican, unless you're an independent, unless you're voting for Kanye. (laughs) When did we forget that this battle is not against flesh and blood? When did we forget what Jesus said, Matthew 12, 25, any kingdom that fights against itself will end up in ruins and any family or community splintered by strife will fall apart. And at this very moment, friends are, are digging in and unfriending each other. And and, and here's the problem, guys. We're already already inclined to separate out, to fracture out. This is why we put reconciling cultures on the wall. This is one of the things that God has called us to do here, to be reconcilers. We're already prone to to fracture out into our skin color groups and our culture groups and our income groups and our denominational groups. But then when you add political groups on top of that, it starts boiling, right? And then when you add isolation, on top of that, it starts raging. And you take a raging person and you put them in front of a keyboard or, or a smartphone, and you get this like cat five posting hurricane. And that's, that's what we see all around us. And I'm calling us out of that. I am calling us higher than that today. In fact, lit, this is so important that we get this. I want to put this up here. The only way we're going to get through this election season is together, is together. Everybody say together, the foundation of our country might be independence, but the foundation of our faith is interdependence. We need each other. When the church of Jesus Christ is united, even the gates of hell cannot overcome us. But when we're divided, we don't stand a chance. And so, what I'm calling us to, I'm calling us out of this, I'm calling us higher, because all throughout Scripture, what you see is that God's blessing rests on unity of His people whenever that's acts two they were together in one place they were united so god poured out his blessing he could trust them with his blessing because they were reconciled to one another they wouldn't use the blessing to fight against each other and so god when god sees the unity of his people he pours out his blessing upon his people that's who we need to be and we have to remember this this is something we say a lot around here but i have to remind us of this is that oneness is not sameness all right, just, just to make us one doesn't mean we all vote the same or think the same or act the same or live the same. No, oneness is not sameness. And so I'm calling us up today. I'm calling us out of the way we were. If we do not understand, we ask questions, we sit down, we discuss things, we get to know the person, we seek to understand, we don't erase. Because God is calling us to be a united church in this time, and here's what we have to really understand, okay? is that we can disagree about politics. And I even see in that, like, no, it's impossible to disagree about politics and still be a Christian. Listen, guys, it is possible to disagree about politics because there's a throne that sits higher than the White House. And the one who sits on the throne's name is Jesus. And that's where our attention is. And that should shape the way we think. And it should shape the, cha- the way that we live. And it should change the way that we vote. But listen, there are things that we disagree about, but we lift our eyes up. Because as long as our eyes are here, we are gonna argue here. And today God is calling our eyes up to see that there is one God and his name is Jehovah. All right, listen, This is the, 1 Timothy 2. Here's how Paul teaches tells us about prayer. The first thing I want you to do is pray. Pray every way you know how for everyone you know. Pray especially for rulers and their governments to rule well so we can be quietly about our business of living simply in humble contemplation. And this is the way our Savior God wants us to live. He wants not only us, but everyone saved. You know, everyone to get to know the truth we've learned that there is only one God and only one and one priest mediator between God and us, Jesus, who offered himself in exchange for everyone held captive by sin to set them all free. And what Paul is saying right here, listen, he's saying, yes, politics matter, Okay, so we, we should be involved so we, because it influences how we live. Yes, absolutely, um, the, the, we should pray for our leaders regardless of whether or not we agree with them. But in all of our prayers, we should remember that the leader that we're praying for is not God. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying here? Paul's saying we should pray for our leaders, but let's not forget there's only one God and his name is Jesus Christ. And that's where the attention is. That's where the focus is because that's where the heart transformation comes from. And so we pray here. We, we, we care about politics. We engage at that level. But we also remember that the, the one that you're voting for, the one you already voted for, the one you're voting for in nine days is not Jesus. Jesus. What we have is basically the option of a handful of flawed men standing on a handful of flawed platforms and none of them fully represent the kingdom of God. And if that even offends you, I'm telling you, lift up your eyes today and see that there is one throne of righteousness and justice that sits supreme over all. And that's where we worship. That's where we pray. That's where our unity is based on. That's where our hope is found, is right there. And I'm saying this today, guys, victory will not fight against itself. We will be a house united and we will not be a house divided in Jesus name, in Jesus name. So we are gathered here today because we are one victory family. We are gathered here today because unity matters in a time of division. And the third reason is this. We are gathered here today as a sacred assembly. You may not know that. (laughs) You may may not even know what that means. But in scripture, whenever there was a national crisis, whenever there was uh, something significant happening, they would call the people together in what they called a sacred assembly. And in that sacred assembly, they would worship, they would gather, they would fast, and they would cry out to God to heal the land, to save the lost, to give mercy to his people. And so we are gathered here today as a sacred assembly. Joel 2 12 says, Even now declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting and weeping and mourning, and rend your heart and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and abounding in love, and he relents from sending calamity. I love this. Who knows? He may turn and relent and leave behind a blessing, grain offerings and drink offerings for the Lord your God. Blow the trumpet in Zion, declare a holy fast, call a sacred assembly. And so we are here today, listen, not just as a sign of, 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 of the fact that we are one victory family, even though that that's imperative. We are not here today just as a sign of unity in a divided time, even though that's imperative. We're here today as a sacred assembly. Because our land needs healing in a deep and significant and weighty way. And we're acknowledging this. This is where we have to go, guys, is that politics can change laws, but it's never actually been able to accomplish the greatest thing, which is changing the human heart. There's only one who can do that. There's only one that can change the human heart, and his name is Jesus Christ. And that is where our hope is. That's where we're about to lift our eyes, to lift our cries to is the fact that there is one God and one Savior. And so we're, over the next few minutes, we're gonna go back into worship. Some of our our campus pastors and campus leaders are gonna come out here and lead us in prayer in a few different specific topics. And what we're doing today, we're kicking off, it's gonna start tomorrow, but we're kicking off a nine-day fast, okay, nine-day victory fast that's gonna run from tomorrow through the election, all right, through that Tuesday of the election, nine days. And so every day on social media, we're gonna, we're gonna release what the theme, the topic of the day is. So I encourage you to really kind of press in over these next nine days. But I invite you guys, this is so important for us to do this. So the question is why? Why are we doing this? This is what we lean back on, Second Chronicles seven fourteen. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin, and I will heal their land. That's the God that we have. That's the God that we have. So before we worship, before we pray for out there, okay, we're gonna turn and we're gonna pray in here. And we're gonna humble ourselves. And we're gonna turn from our wicked ways. And we're gonna seek his face, because listen, before we dare ask that God would fix America, first we're gonna ask that God would fix us. This is 2 Chronicles seven fourteen, guys. Here's what it says. If you want God to heal your land, fix the church. Fix the church first. And so we're gonna go into all these outward prayers in just a handful of minutes, but first is we're gonna turn inward. We're gonna ask God to search us, okay? So let's bow our heads. Let's pray in this moment. God, I believe that you are not a man, that you lie. And so you keep your promises. And you said that if we would humble ourselves and we would pray and we would seek your face and turn from our wicked ways, that you would hear from heaven and forgive our sin and heal our land. And so we acknowledge it right now, God, is that our land needs healing. But before we dare to turn outward, God, we first turn inward and say, God, search us, test us, examine us. How dare we criticize a president or a government or a senator or a local representative or a, 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 a state runoff or whatever's gonna happen, God, when, when we sit in the, in, in the chair of a hypocrite. And so God, examine us, examine our hearts. Do we do the same things that we're criticizing others for? When we look at hateful speech, are we spewing out hatred against the hateful speech? God, examine us, test us, purify us, make us like Jesus. And so right now, God, we repent of our sins. God, we humble ourselves and we turn from our wicked ways and we seek your face. God, our hope does not lie in a man. Our hope does not lie in a government. Our hope does not lie in a governor. Our hope does not lie in city officials. God, our hope lies in heaven. That's where our help comes from. And so let's just pray like this. Let's start here, say, Jesus, I repent of my sin. Forgive my heart for making judgments. Forgive my mouth for spewing hate. Forgive my fingers for typing division. I return to you. I return to Christ alone. You are where my hope is. You are where my family is. Forgive me of my sins. Make me new and give me your mind so that I could see clearly in this time to lead others to the one who saves the soul. Because there's only one God and one Father, one creator of all. And I give my life to you once again. God, use me to make your name famous in this land. In Jesus' name. And God, what we do is we commit these prayers in this worship over the next few minutes in the middle of this sacred assembly God, with a renewed heart, with a renewed mind, God, give us clarity of how we should pray and clarity of how we should live, clarity of how we should humble ourselves. And may our worship and may our prayers be like a sweet-smelling incense before the throne of heaven. And as we pray, may demons flee. As we pray, may the kingdom come. As we pray, make us one family under God. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hey, let's stand up to our feet and let's worship the Lord. Amen.